So number one, as soon after the event as possible. Number two, have the right people in the room. Number three, be prepared going into that session. Number four is prioritize your issues so that you can prioritize your actions. And number five is start with the positives. Hi, and welcome to Helping You Perform. I'm your host, Paul Teasdale. Over a career working with high-performing teams from across the globe, including seven years working with Formula One team McLaren, I've learned a lot about what it takes to drive results. In this weekly podcast series, I'm going to be bringing you tips, tricks, and insights from the world of Formula One that you can apply for your organization for your own high performance. Enjoy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Helping You Perform, where I bring my tips, tricks, insights, and stories from the world of Formula One and help you to accelerate your own performance. I hope you had the chance to listen to the last episode, episode 21, where I talked about the environment that you're working in and how that can support or even detract from the purpose of your organization or what you're trying to drive for your teams. If you haven't had the opportunity, I'd recommend go back, have a listen to that episode. Have a look in the show notes as well for the link to the video of Sky Sports having a look around McLaren Technology Center and maybe that can give you some inspiration as to what excellence looks like when it comes to an environment that supports the performance that you're trying to drive and the purpose of your organization. In this week's episode, I want to talk about the importance of the debrief and how that is put into operation for McLaren and the Formula One teams so that they get the most out of it for their performance. And what are some of the tips and tricks that you can learn to apply them to your own organization so that you can accelerate your performance in that area as well. So it's amazing when you see a high performance environment like McLaren. One of the key things that struck me from my early days there was one word around uh, debriefs and that's discipline. Whatever happened, the debrief always happened. So whatever's happened in your race, whatever's happened in your practice, your setup, your project, there was always the debrief process because it is seen as such a critical element to learning and performance. So that's one area where I think you, know, you, you can really make a difference in your organization by just putting in some disciplines in place so that whenever you have a project, you might have a sales cycle, you might have an operational uh, day or week or, or shift. Just having a small debrief, doesn't have to be big, small debrief that always happens so that you're always learning. And that can really drive the discipline of performance improvement that can get you to accelerate your own performance as well. So that's a key thing that I saw in practice. And what does that look like when it comes to a race week, for instance? So there's lots of things that happen in that race week. You've got sort of Thursday and Friday and Saturday where you've got practice and qualifying. And then you've typically got a race on the Sunday and then you're aiming for the following Thursday if you've got back-to-back -back races where you're going into that practice cycle again. So things have to happen pretty rapidly. So during that practice and qualifying period, you've got the teams getting together after every practice session and every day of operation 
and getting together and saying, right, what happened today? What did we expect to happen in today's session? What actually happened? And therefore, what have we learned and what do we need to do about it going forward? You've then got the race itself. And no matter where you finish in that race, the discipline is still there. You might have had a win. You might be standing on top of the podium, spraying your champagne around everywhere. But you know the expectation is as soon as you've done that, you're going back to the team to debrief the race, to talk about what happened in that race, some of the key points um, in terms of you know some of the key decisions that were made. You know when did we choose to pit? That's obviously a, a critical one. What did what happened during that period? Um, it might go into the details such as, you know, we expected, we chose to pit in uh, lap 15, but actually we were planning originally to pit between laps uh, sort of 10 and 12 and then have another pit later on. But because of things that happened in that situation, we chose to delay that. Therefore, what did we learn from that process? What did we do differently? We also might um, be talking about the actual performance itself. So we expected the um, the pit stop to take us 2.4 seconds, but actually we had a really great one today. We got 2.2 seconds. Well, what can we learn from that? That's a difference between expectation and what you actually observed and what you achieved in, in that moment. So therefore there is a learning to be had. And you're not only thinking about the negatives. So there's a saying that if you don't finish, you can't win. So you've got to finish the race in order to win. So you've got to be in there in order to uh, to get the points. But also, if you don't know why you've won when you win, you're unlikely to be able to win again. So you've got to focus on the positives that have happened as well as the negatives. And all too often in the organizations I work with, one of the key things I see when I go in is that those debriefs or those meetings that people are having are all focused on what went wrong. What happened? You know, we, we had a, a poor performance yesterday. What was the what was the issue? Well, actually, there's probably some positives in there as well. And we're not capturing those and we're letting them slide. So you've got to make sure that your debrief process allows for that. So as well as that race weekend, you also got a whole team back on the sort of Tuesday. You've got um, by the time everyone's come back, maybe hasn't had the opportunity to come back to headquarters you've got a full team organization. So you've just got the race team focused um, during the race weekend, but actually you want to bring back all of the um, other people involved in the design and setup and operation. And you want to have a full team debrief and see what you can learn about the overall process. Some of the wider things that have happened that uh, might feed into the direction and the improvement opportunities for your team and your, um, your future races. And all of that's got to be turned around very quickly before the next race. And as I say, if you've got back-to-back -back, um, races, then that you've only got a couple of days before you are expected to be going through that process all over again. So what are some of the things that are happening in those meetings and those debrief processes that we can learn from and we can take to wider organizations and different setups um, so that we can learn? And ultimately, you can put into practice some of these things and some of these principles, and you can get the performance out of it as well. Well, as I've said, it's about having something as soon after the event as possible. So if you've had a, um, a stage in your project, you might have had an agile sprint, 
you might have had a new piece of equipment installed you might have had a uh, a new member of a team join that you've been preparing for for a while all these things are processes and things that have happened where you expected something to happen and now it's time to debrief so if you can do that as soon after the event as possible you're more likely to capture all of the learnings that are there the second point is about having the right people in the room so have you got the right people with the most knowledge to give you the truth about what's gone on and to really give you the insights as to why those things happened. So make sure you've got the right people in the room for those debrief processes as well. And those people have to be prepared. There's no point in having a debrief process where most of your time is spent going, well, what happened in the end? What's the, what are the facts? What were the, what were the results? You've got to come to those meetings with facts and figures prepared and if at all possible and it typically is possible people have had the opportunity to prepare their insights as to why those things have happened and what their proposals are for what needs to happen to uh, learn from it and improve going forward too many meetings that i've been in in my time people have spent their uh, their time going well i don't know what the results were from yesterday or it's not visible or, the, or I'm, I can't see what your part of the business is doing compared to what my part of the business is doing. Maybe I'm in an operations team and I'm, I want to debrief around how this fits in with logistics or the sales team. And I've got no visibility of what you're doing. So you can help that process by making those uh, debrief sessions visible. So the facts and figures are up on the wall. They're visualized. If you can make them into a picture, you can put some trends in there. You can understand if they're red or green, you know, the, the sort of red, amber, green approach. Are they different to what you expected at that point? That is a key area for helping those sessions go well. The other sort of thing is in a, one practice that I saw that was really, really effective, and I don't see this enough in organizations, is that um, McLaren would prioritize their issues really well. So something that's happened was either a showstopper, it was significant, it was a fault, or it was just an observation. And those things were well-defined in terms of, first of all, what they meant. So a showstopper is something where it's had a significant impact on the car's performance or lost points compared to where they thought they were going to be. Significant is an event where, given a couple of slightly different circumstances that would have turned into a showstopper, but it didn't happen to be at that time. A fault is something that's happened and had an issue, but didn't quite get to the level of significance. And then an observation is something where we've just said, right, it, it's just an observation for now, but we need to note it. It's not something we need to action. And that's the critical bit. Your observations, you're not expecting an action out of it. It's a common practice that I see where actions are expected out of meeting after meeting after meeting. And if you're going to have lots of debrief processes, you're going to have lots of actions to implement off the back of them. And you simply can't do all of it. So having a mechanism to say, what was the problem in the first place? And is it worth solving? And if it is significant, if maybe it's a health and safety issue, for instance, uh, maybe it's something that has an impact on your customer quality and you prioritize that from your business and say right anything that's brought up like that i first of all i need a containment by whenever by today by this week uh but within the next hour whatever that time frame is right for you and secondly i need an action to bottom that out 
within a day, a week, a month, whatever is appropriate for your organization as well. But you're going in and people know that when there is an issue like this, that whether or not they're expected to be taking action. And there's as much value in telling people what they're not expected to do as there is in telling them what they are expected to be taking action on as well. And the final thing, and a little nuance that I really uh, believe helps make a big difference in debrief processes, is to start with the positives. What went well? It's a key question that I rarely hear in meetings and, and debrief processes that I attend for the first time. So what's gone well? What can we learn that's gone really well? What were those positives that came out of the, the last sprint? What are the positives that came out of yesterday's um, operation? You know, even if we've had a rubbish day, you know, the efficiencies have been bad or my sales quarters have been poor, I've still got some positives in there, no matter what it is. So let's capture those, first of all, so that we can get ourselves into a positive mindset. And secondly, so that we can learn from them and make sure they don't get designed out or slip and we, um, we don't do them again in future. So we need to make sure we cement those things in play. So those are the sort of key areas that I would uh, encourage you to look at for your own debrief process. So number one, as soon after the event as possible. Number two, have the right people in the room. Number three, be prepared going into that session. Number four is prioritize your issues so that you can prioritize your actions. And number five is start with the positives. And if you can take those elements and apply them to your debrief process and put some discipline in place, then you can start to get the learnings from your organization and really help to accelerate performance for you, your team, or your uh, business. From here, I'd love for you to go off and have a think about just one debrief process or one that you might not have in place at the moment that you're thinking of putting in. Or if you do have a debrief, you have a daily session, you have a weekly sales call, whatever it might be, have a think about those areas and say, is this the best debrief it could be? And what could I do to improve it? And it might just be one little nuanced thing. Try something, experiment. And if you need support, or if you just want my thoughts, as always, drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you through the website at paulteasdale.co.uk and book some time with me. Let's have a chat about what this means to you. And if you need my support in moving this forward, I'd love to be of value to you as well. So I look forward to hearing from you in terms of these applications of the debrief and the learnings that you've taken and the value that you get out of it. And in the meantime, I'll speak to you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Helping You Perform podcast. If you found value in this episode, please take a moment to like, share, or review the podcast. You can reach out to me at any time, either through LinkedIn or through my website at www.paulteasdale.co.uk. I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode.